Genre. Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 3, one head over heart, minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Menez in the news. And joining us this week from That Thing You Do Minute, Nick and Summer. Welcome. Hello. Yeah, hello. Thanks for having us. Yes. Yeah, so happy yeah. to be here. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a, I am an avid listener of your show, so I'm excited for you guys to be here, too. There's wow. one of them out there. We got one. <laughs> yeah, you That's really, uh, it's you and you our really, moms. You, re- you really hit Scott square in the heart when it came to picking movies to do a, a minute podcast about. Yeah. Isn't it I the probably, best? Oh, it's, I've seen that movie like a hundred times. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, I, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Me, too. It's definitely one of those underrated, I feel like, not as... Not as popular as it could be, but mm. the people that do know it hold it so dear to their heart. Yeah. Oh, does, yeah. It doesn't absolutely. get the, yeah, it doesn't get what it deserves in popular culture <laughs> for sure. So we're trying to keep that alive. It's my yeah. second, it's my second favorite film directed by Tom Hanks. Oh. <laughs> that, that ongoing gem. That's a burn. I have a, I have a, I, I'm sorry. I, I have a spiritual connection to Larry Crown. I can't, <laughs> I, I, I can't explain it. Okay. I've I just I love that movie a lot. It means a lot to me personally. Alright, fair and, enough. Um <laughs> I I I don't think either of us have actually seen it, so we're bad Hanks. Fans. I know. I um, have not seen it. Tell you what, this isn't a spoiler, mm-hmm. but uh the the final line of the movie is Rose. Tom Hanks telling Julia Roberts as the camera fades out and slowly fades to black, this is where I make my famous French toast. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I feel like that that hits you pretty deep though. If yeah. that's the last line, there has to and be strong meaning. You can't just talk about French toast. It doesn't mean cut French to, toast. Cut <laughs> to the end credits, which is Tom Hanks riding a moped with Julia Roberts like behind him clinging to her as right. they ride through a fake green screen slideshow <laughs> of America yes. while <laughs> An, this? El- an electronic light orchestra song plays over the end credits. Oh, God. And they're both wearing sunglasses, and Julia Roberts is, like, pointing off camera <laughs> to, like, all of the sights they're seeing in this, oh, like, soundstage boy. in Burbank. Yeah, exactly. That's <sighs> This is all I have seen of the movie, and that was enough to say, maybe, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll pretend that Tom Hanks only ever directed one film, and we'll leave it at that. It's kind of like the <laughs> sure, Star Wars like, prequels, yeah. right? Like Harper Lee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she only ever wrote. In other one news, book. I think I think uh, Nick should start uh, Larry Crown Minute. So you know, I probably could. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, today target. we are going back to minute seventy-one of Back to the Future Part Three, which starts with uh, Marty <laughs> Marty asking Doc to tell him what's right, the right thing to do up here, mm-hmm. pointing to his uh, head. And ends with Marty basically trying to convince Doc not to say goodbye to Clara. Yeah, man. This is Marty's most heartless minute, I think. It's he is deep. ice cold. Yeah, well, it's I mean, deep. he's got a he's got a job to do. Yeah. Like, he's totally, totally. I mean, I, I can't I can't hate the man. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, he's he is he is over it right now. 
Right. It's like an interesting role reversal here, right? From where Doc, I guess that's this whole movie though, really, is that mm-hmm. Marty's being the, the, uh, the Doc Brown kind of in the situation. Telling right. him yeah. He's, uh, he's just, he's being the adult in this situation and Doc is, you know, he wants to go with this heart. He's in love mm-hmm. and he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't want to give that up. Yeah. Right. I, I just really like there's that long beat after after he said, you know, Marty's like, you're a scientist. Like what what's going on up in your head? You told me not to listen to my heart because matters of the heart. It's, you know, bullshit. Mm-hmm. So to my like, head movies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, so, and then there's that long beat where he like turns away and then comes back and says, you're right. And Marty has Mm. this, you can't see his face, but he look, he kind of looks away and up to the sky as if he's waited his entire life for (laughs) Doc to say, you're right. It's like, it's like the first time you score on your dad in basketball. I, I, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. The teacher showing up, or I don't know, the uh, students showing up, the master, the teacher. When I left you, I was but the learner, but now I am the master. Oh my God. Has there ever been like, um, like a Mondo tee or tee public shirt where it's like that iconic karate kid shot where they're doing the crane kick, but it's Doc and Marty on the DeLorean. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would buy it. With the sunset behind it and everything? Yeah. Yes. I would yes. buy it. And then, totally. But then also a third a third stick or a third platform and Einstein. Yes, <laughs> well, of course. Perfect. Perfect. Also doing crane style kick. Or just, or just like uh, below them, just like looking up at them. Like, what are you guys doing? Hey, guys. Like, <laughs> like his little, little tail wagging. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, I know this is off topic. I'm still not over the giant Pewitt statues of Einstein in the Back to the Future game. Mm. That's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. It's uh, a good game. Yeah. <laughs> one of the last uh, good Telltale games. Yeah. Uh, so after he says, you're right, Marty, and it's just like, yeah, no, I, I need to let this go. Uh, he also lets go of the DeLorean and releases it onto the track. So we were wondering yeah. last week what, mm. what this thing was. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's apparently like a basically like a toe that connects to the railroad and then, you know, lines up the wheels mm. on the track. I just there. This feels like a very complicated thing to sort of pull out of your ass in like a day and a half. This whole device is built for one purpose and to (laughs) make this really cool shot happen right here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. We I had weird questions about whether or not Doc was a good blacksmith, and I think he's the best blacksmith. <laughs> yeah. like Pretty ever. sure if he can make that DeLorean even and all that. Yeah, uh, if he can. Well, yeah, he's put axle like he's replaced the axle on the car right with with the train axle and put mm-hmm. you know like been able to fit it so that it fits perfectly on a train track. Like that's not just like some simple measure twice, cut once carpenter thing. Right? Yeah, it looks like, right. a little complex. It takes skill. And it even has that little lever too that he pulls down, like release. That that all took some skill. It's a great some shot. Major, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. If if I, I you know when we had uh, we had we had Jerry from Indiana Jones Minute on a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and his his whole thing was just like, yeah. I mean, I'd be in 1885 and be like, oh, we're out of gas. Well, I guess I live here now. And just that would be the end of that conversation. Yep, pretty much. It's okay. <laughs> Can I it's t- like I, I I know Lon in my head. I know this doesn't happen, but when he like 
yeah, you're right. And he like unhooks it mm -hmm. and the DeLorean starts to slide back. For a second, I always think that he he's like going to like launch it off a hill. <laughs> like, it just gonna I keep choose rolling. my heart, Marty. Like, yeah, like an epic scene. No. Yeah. 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 Wins. <laughs> what? Doc, what do you do? And it just ends in a in a grandiose like explosion. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it would be the it would be the train except with the DeLorean, right? Or spoilers, I don't want to jump too far ahead. But. Yeah, totally. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. And it, well, would, it, would, but, it would be but like I guess their the DeLorean would the DeLorean explode though, because there's no gas in it. Oh, oh, that's I true. Guess, it would just yeah. like, it would just oh, be yeah. horribly. Right. It would, yeah. It would, be, it would be stuck there for everyone to see. Oh. Yeah. It would just, and it would be really sad because, like, it wouldn't have that big explosion. <laughs> yeah. It would so be it would just be like, just like anticlimactic. Like, like, oh, well, uh, moving like, on. Like, like crushing ride the past can, it yeah. every day. <gasps> oh, there right. it is. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That just that Delorean just showed up one day. Some guy let Wait, it go. Speaking of, speaking of gas, though, uh, a listener pointed this out, and this is something that I never thought about. But when when Doc says in the letter that he took the gasoline out of the Delorean, what did he do with the gasoline? Because if he saved it, he should still have it, and yeah, this shouldn't even yeah. be an issue, right? Just like no, go yeah. get it, go you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was always yeah, I was always under the the um, the assumption that in at the beginning of the movie when when Marty gets chased by the cavalry or whatever that. Um, that like he busted the fuel line, right? Doesn't he say? Doesn't he mention something about yeah, that? Yeah, yes, but I'm not. I well, technically, I am talking about the Delorean, but I'm talking about oh. the Delorean that Doc came back oh, in yeah. before he stored it in the cave. That's right. Yeah. He says in the later the letter mm. that he yeah. emptied the gas out because right. that's what you have to do yeah, if you're going to store a car. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But where yeah. did where did yeah, his where did he uh, store it? He just dumped it yeah. out behind. The, yeah, I guess he just dumped it. That's terrible <laughs> for the environment, Doc. Right? <laughs> what are you doing, Gosh. Doc? Come on, you're a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, I uh, they I I find it so okay. So first of all, I feel like when he's letting the DeLorean go and it has like that weight to it and it really just drops onto that track, mm -hmm. yeah. it really does seem like a metaphor of some kind. But I, I, you know, I watched this like three or four times and I was like trying to figure out an angle on the metaphor and I can't figure it Is out. It like I don't Maybe it's Christopher Lloyd letting go of Marty because now he knows, you know, he gave him the answer <laughs> of like thinking like a scientist is like, yes, Marty, yeah, maybe. maybe it's him letting him go. That's my yeah, guess. Yeah, maybe Doc's already come to his decision. Like he, he knows what's going to happen. He's going to. He wants to stay behind with Clara, but he's just going to, you know, he wants to get Marty back where he belongs. But Doc thinks he belongs here now. Right? No. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. What else? What What were you guys thinking for the metaphor? Metaphor of this releasing yeah. of the DeLorean? That's a good question. It doesn't. It, it almost feels like like his heavy heart. Oh, that's deep. That's yeah. deeper than mine for sure. Wow. Because <laughs> um, like earlier, because like earlier when he made the ice, he was talking about like how dumb love was and like how like, you know, matters of the heart don't matter. They, they, they have no effect on me. And then he makes the ice and he's like, look, an ice cube. And I'm like, oh, because <laughs> right. he has a heart of ice. Cold like um, my heart. Buddy. Yeah. Cold like my heart. Um, and so here I feel like now his heart is heavy. Oh. And so he's dropping the DeLorean. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, it's, the, it's like a metaphor. It's like the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> some some a figurative drop to go along oh. with the literal one we get in this minute. Right. Yeah. Right.
Um, yeah, but uh, I, I, I also just really like just in general that we are three movies in now and it never like for some reason somehow and i don't know really know how zemeckis does this but there's every time you see the delorean for the first time in a long time there's always something magical about it and in this Mm -hmm. moment three movies in Oh. We're seeing the DeLorean again, and it's like seeing it for the first time. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it feels just like it coming out of the uh, the Doc's, uh, what do you call it, his uh, his truck at the his, beginning of the first one, totally. Right, yeah. Yeah, when the, tra- really. when the trailer drops, and then the, all the, no, not all, as much smoke as it affects in this minute, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. There's metaphor instead, so it works. <laughs> um. No, but the DeLorean is beautiful. I uh, I think it definitely is also just like a tribute. I'm sure you guys have already talked about it so much, uh, but just like the DeLorean about, it's just like a, a figure of the 80s, I feel, just represents the heart of the 80s. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> the height of 80s I mean, it's, it's practically a character in Ready Player One. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Mm. It'll be interesting a- to see if, if that... Um, I'm. So interested in seeing how that movie plays For out. The movie, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know about. That. I, I, I think it's interesting too because I, I think you're right. And but I think in the first movie they weren't aware of that. But I, mm-hmm. I feel like in the two sequels, you know, being eighty nine and ninety, I think yeah. they, they were more aware of it. The, like yeah. caught yeah. on I mean, to like they definitely started a pretty cool trend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, this is like the shitty version of what I'm. Of like you know of what this works, but it's it's kind of like how the Hangover movies, the next two are so reliant on what worked in the first one. Mm-hmm. That first one yeah, was totally. kind of like just kind of like a, we don't know what's gonna work. We don't even know if it's gonna be good. Like experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that uh, the musical score here, the little sting. Oh, yeah. oh when we yeah. did talk about dropped. this. That's in my notes, definitely. Oh yeah. gosh. Well, because it's a callback to the music from the from the first movie, right? It's the it's the original Back to the Future theme coming in, mm-hmm. but it's just real yeah. light. Just it's at that and right at the the moment that Doc makes the decision. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. He says, "You're right, Marty," and then the music kicks yeah, in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh dear. But it's a little. There's a little. Um. I. I like. I don't know if there's a. Uh, it's it's like it's like off a note or something because there's something kind of like eerie about a, this version of like, the theme. It's like yeah. the sad reprise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this is such an interesting. It it's almost like it it, it, it it's kind of yeah. It, it it's like the awkwardness of having to explain something to your dad or like <laughs> having to like discipline your dad in a way. Like it's yeah. it's an uncomfortable moment for right. both of them. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't yeah. know. I think as far as like acting chops go, you can't deny both of them killing it, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, killing oh, yeah. it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Lloyd has a great moment, in the, especially in this, where his, his face just kind of shrinks with the music, you know, and the line. Just like you can tell it's, yeah, it's weighing heavily on him, but mm-hmm. he's going to, mm-hmm. you know, he, he has a job to do. He's going to carry it through. I love yeah. Christopher Lloyd so much. When I was younger, I like I don't really know if it'd be qualified as like a crush, but like I had to own every one of his movies and like saw Angels in the Outfield like twenty <laughs> times a row in a row. I'm huge fan of Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, from, so. he's almost kind of got that Jeff Goldblum thing going on. Where he's just oh, so he's yeah. just so fascinating to mm-hmm. watch. 
Yeah, I don't even know uh, what he has going on nowadays. I was trying to think of like he was just in. He he he's still working. He was just in something. He did, uh, he did a show. He did those. Now. He did those Lego like voiceovers. Oh, oh good for, yeah, yeah. He for the for Doc. Right. He, he just did uh, that movie. I am not a serial killer, which is on Netflix. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, it's a documentary about. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> no, I, I think it's about it's about a kid who if i'm not mistaken it's about a kid who is realizing that he has serial killer like tendencies okay. oh, and there's an old man like in his town played by christopher lloyd who is uh who is rumored to have been a serial killer. Oh, it's just kind of like so, a pupil, but serial so, killer. Yeah. yeah, so he like befriends him and was like, hey, so I feel like this sometimes. And like Christopher Lloyd is like, I'm I'm not a serial killer kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's like, it's I like were... this weird, like Doc and Marty friendship, only uh, like they're serial killers. Well, what about, <laughs> remember when um, Christopher Lloyd in the Dennis the Menace movie, he played like the, oh, yeah. the like, he was like a, a he was a really bad man, like a bad criminal, mm-hmm. and he kidnapped Dennis, oh, and yeah, he was missing. Right. Yeah. He, uh, so, he loved beans. So Christopher <laughs> Lloyd, he, he loved beans. So so Christopher Lloyd, at age 78, actually not as old as I, I thought he was, 78, and he has three movies scheduled to come out in 2017. Yeah, oh, that's my boy right there, yeah. One is called Lower Bay, a psychological thriller uh, directed by Jenna Madison, starring Rose McGowan. Uh, the second one is Going in Style, that it's which is like a Zach Braff comedy about like old guys oh. that commit a bank robbery and they're like funny because they're like about to die another criminal um, yeah classic uh, my, yeah. uh, my coke uh my cocaine is in it along with morgan freeman <laughs> okay and oh. uh, <clears throat> have you guys ever cast. heard the joke that uh if you say my cocaine in a michael kane accent it's that's the reason <laughs> that he was able to finish filming dark Knight rises oh. <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> oh dear uh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and then he's also in a, in a, sorry. I thought that's what I heard, but I was like, joke. I'm not gonna go. Uh, not gonna go there. Nope. <laughs> he's uh, he's in an indie called Boundaries, starring uh, Vera Farmiga and Christopher Plummer. So he's still working. He's still doing it. Go Lloyd. Hey, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That I mean, paper. you know, when you're that old. The, the beautiful thing about I think living a creative life, even if mm-hmm. it's not like professionally, is you know you kind of. Unlike a lot of more physical stuff, you 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 never really have to quit if your if your heart's still in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that's a yeah exactly. Every you know a lot of standups will tell you that right where that like they just get funnier as they get older. Like funny people, you can only ever hone that that gene right. But yeah. if you're an athlete like as long or as something, you're, you're yeah. done by twenty seven. So. Hmm. Right. Like as long as you're staying engaged with the world and like getting introduced to new ideas and new experiences. Like, you know, it really could be a career that you have until you die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of, yeah, a lot of people kind of do. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, look at John Hurt. He, he like just worked until he yeah, couldn't right? anymore. All yeah. those. Yeah. I mean, uh, who's the, oh God, I always forget his name. The, uh, not Siskel Ebert, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. When yeah. he lost his voice, like he was still, you know, he had his blog for a long time and he got that like mm-hmm. vocoder built. <clears throat> Yeah, I would oh, say yeah. that his writing became even more. Oh no, totally! It was. It, oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. Totally like, improved right. who he was. Yeah, because he had to. You know, that's all he had left was mm-hmm. was the written word. Yeah, 
but absolutely still do what you love yeah. yeah that documentary is fantastic life itself yeah it's really good oh. wow this um, is a really this is a really like poignant turn yeah. <laughs> it's a poignant it's a, minute, it's a very poignant <laughs> minute. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, i mean yeah, all these minutes are. It gets kind of heavy here. Yeah, it does. Oh yeah, it does. In Marty's it words, does. heavy. The stakes have never been higher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's serious stuff. All the, right. the battle well, between heart, the heart and the head, isn't that? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh no, that's this whole. That's this whole week. Yeah. Um, oh, so, uh, do you guys have anything else for this minute? Uh, I just wrote, I, yeah, I think we covered it. I, I love that the, the practical train in this minute, like, you know, because especially with our movie, it's like, it was right on the verge of digital effects. And there are a couple shots in there where you, where you kind of can't tell if it's digital or not. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like Jurassic Park, I, people always point to as one of the great, uh, you know, examples of good, uh, digital effects. And so when, when you get this like great, uh, uh, yeah, we already talked about it, but like the lowering the DeLorean off of the, the trailer or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I just love the, the physicality of the way that you can see the suspension move on the DeLorean and the way it, it you know, slows yeah. and rolls to a stop. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's good uh, attention to detail with like how it. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of there's something I don't know. There's something almost orgasmic about it. Kind of like, <laughs> you know, like. Wow. <laughs> that's not the right word for it. Yeah. <laughs> It's quite a um, quite some suspension there. <laughs> Critics are calling Back to the Future Part Three orgasmic. <laughs> <laughs> dot 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 orgasmic dot dot dot. <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, we will be back tomorrow with uh, minute seventy two. In the meantime, if you're on Facebook, go check out uh, the Back to the Future Minute Listener Preservation Society. That's where. Uh, our listeners sort of like go and, and post about the episodes and other Back to the Future related stuff. So go check that out. And uh, we will be back uh, tomorrow with uh, Minute 72. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.